to the New Wave Podcast. I am Pid. I am Nuveen. Why are you going so fast, Pid? I don't know. I just feel like I just need to get the intro over with. We should have like a pre-recorded it... intro. I know, but the, I think that's part of the charm, you know? It's a little... Every time is different. <laughs> yeah. We um, have a very special guest today. You just heard Nuveen, him. Do you, do you, do you want to do the intro? Intro, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> this is awkward. No, I'm just kidding. Um, today we have um, Azad Kurd on the podcast. Azad, hello. How are you? Hey, how are you guys? Great. Thank you. Thank you guys uh, for inviting me. And I really like your podcast. I've been following you guys lately. It's been a, you guys have been doing a great job. Really? What's your Thank favorite you. episode? Um, the one with Hebron was, uh, that was a great conversation. I um, I see her live on Instagram sometimes too. I feel like she really knows how to um, engage in a conversation mm-hmm. with um, you know with people she's never spoken before. I feel like she's a natural public speaker, so I uh, I enjoyed that episode. Yeah, I feel like I kind of uh, met her through you. I think you kind of introduced her and st- met. When we say meet, <laughs> yeah, through meet, social like, media. <laughs> I virtually met her through social media through you, I think. So, yeah, yeah, she's pretty great. How how have you been? How have you been um, with the pandemic? Um, well, honestly, it's been it was really bad in the beginning, um, especially in terms of like studying or going to the gym or anything like that. I mean, yeah. I feel like I'm. <laughs> It sounds like I'm complaining, but it's it's just like we're very privileged, even though like, you know, it just it was a very sudden stop to, you know, to many of our lives. And yeah. that kind of um, in the beginning, it was fine. You know, to like in the beginning, I feel like everyone was happy um, in terms of like, you know, taking getting some time off from work, from school. You know, the very um, the very stressful. I definitely was. Did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I feel like we. We enjoy the first, I would say, the first couple of weeks, and then, um, well, in my and then we realized that it got like it's this is serious. This is not going to end in a week or two or in a month, um, and it's still going on. It's been more than well, it's been yeah, it's been more than a year now. So yeah. well, during, the, during the pandemic, I've just been home. Um, I was during my last semester of college, uh, which was when the pandemic started last year. I um I was studying from home, which was very difficult for me because I'm the kind of person who always studies in a library, who's always, you know, getting work done in the library, but not at home. Right. So that was mm-hmm. the most difficult transition um uh, during the uh, during the pandemic, I would say. Yeah, and congrats yeah, you graduated but didn't get to walk. That's <laughs> Yeah, so you wanna tell us is, what you Yeah, like where'd you I feel yeah. like I'm kind of unlucky when it comes to going to graduations or proms. Cause and uh when I was in high school too, I never ended up going to my um, my graduation or or my prom. I just got my diploma in the mail. Yeah. And then I was looking forward to walking. Uh, I'm uh, for my graduation in college, and I was actually um, a little bit happy for it. But then um, a global pandemic took place, so that got canceled. <laughs> um, well, at first they kind of they said that um, it would be delayed by a uh, by a few months, and then it ended up being um, it ended up it actually got delayed um, 
to to this May. So I'm gonna be walking uh, in May actually for my uh, oh a year later graduation. Exactly. Yeah. Congrats! What did you do? You want to tell them? Sorry, Pel, go ahead. No, no, it's okay. Yeah, congratulations. Oh, thank um, you. Better late than never. Yeah, it's just you know symbolic. You know, it's uh. What did you some go to school for? My for? And our, stuff. our listeners don't know. So I studied um, political science. I majored in political science um, due to my interest in politics. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't really say interest, interest because I was um, I wasn't given much option. I was uh, just you know born into politics and political issues uh, back home, mm. which is uh, back home in Kurdistan, North Kurdistan, Baku, mm-hmm. um, or southeastern Turkey. Uh, people are not familiar with the region. But yeah, that's why I decided to take up politics and, um, you know, try to make some, uh, po- try to bring some positive changes to the community and advocate for the, uh, for my community who's been uh, discriminated for many, many years. Yeah, mm. even the way you've just phrased like that you were born into politics. That's so, cr- that's so true for so many um, Kurds, you know, it's like that whole, it's, it sounds so cliche but there's this whole like quote of like yeah like oh my my existence is political you know um, and then even in art when we think about like um, there's always like discourse and conversations around um, political art is this work political blah 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 and then there's this like um, I think this like quote from like the feminist movement that talks about how like the personal is political so all all art is political because if it's or or when it comes from a personal place so yeah just this Mm -hmm. whole like um yeah politics it's it's i mean now that now that i think about it um like we i'm saying that you know i was born into politics but the thing is um we like many kurds like myself were destined to uh be political um and be born into to the political atmosphere that now we live in before even we were born before our exit like before we existed you know yeah. which is because mm-hmm. uh, this problem dates back to um like the early 19 the early 1900s and whatnot so even even um like some people in my family were politically involved um and i never got to meet them or anything like that because um, it all took place before i was born right so yeah mm-hmm. that's uh it's interesting stuff mm-hmm. and but also you said, very being um you know being born into politics is was a big inspiration for you to go this route in your studies and how do you think that like has really affected you what are your plans to do with in the future do you have any plans or also, with it and also like studying it academically mm-hmm. and getting an education and just like did it make you understand politics more and you got got like a wider like understanding of all the you know the ins and outs. Mm-hmm. And okay, and one more thing that might be um, yeah. <laughs> maybe I should take some note of these questions. One, I know. <laughs> I know this, or like uh, your uh, L, uh, law school interview. Anyways, so um, but another thing is uh, oh, there's like a saying in Kurdish, Siyaset Bahra. <laughs> you know, Pin? Siyaset mm-hmm. yep. Bahra. Oh, and, and then my friend Dahos once said Siyaset Bahra and he said um, like the politics is like a sea and I don't know how to swim you know but anyways go ahead do you remember the questions we asked you 
Uh, yeah. So Pale asked me um, when I was when I said that I was born into politics, that I was um, if I was inspired and um, what what are my future plans? If I'm correct, right, mm-hmm. Bella? Yeah. Like, how is it? Has it inspired you to go this route? And what do you plan on doing in the future? Um, honestly, I don't think I would call it inspiration. I was mm-hmm. just um, like due to um, events that took place in my um, in 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 my family's lives and um, but like political events that actually um, restricted their freedom. And I saw this taking place um, in my personal life too. Like when I was um, so I was actually born in Istanbul in Turkey, mm-hmm. and I actually. Uh, up until grade six, I was in um, in, in in a Turkish elementary school, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, so like things were happening um, in front of my eyes, but I would not realize it because I did not know my identity. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not know that I was Kurdish up until um, two thousand and seven, wow. uh, which is uh, around the time that I, uh, me and my family migrated migrated to uh, to Canada. And then when I came to Canada, I saw um, that's when my, um, I don't know if I would call, actually, yes. In, in this case, I would call it inspiration because in 2007, I actually, um, I would say I gained my Kurdish identity. I picked up my Kurdish identity when I came to Canada um, mm-hmm. because I was involved in the Kurdish Community Center, mm-hmm. um, you know, exploring my culture whether it was folklore dance or like um, just going to the Kurdish community center to see all these pictures on the wall, but like, who are these people? Um, there was the Kurdish flag. And then like, what is this flag and all that? I would, I actually remember arguing with my father. He would tell me that, you know, we're Kurds, we are Kurdish. And I would tell him, no, that I'm Turkish because that was the, um, that, that was due to the systemic assimilation that I went through um, from mm-hmm. grade one to grade six. Um, it's, it's just I don't know. Um, so I get. I, I guess I can also say that I was born into um, into a uh, into political assimilation, or just assimilation mm-hmm. in general. Yep. But yeah, that's what inspired me when I find out when I found out the um, the discrimination, the genocide that took place um, in history um, against my people, against the Kurds, yeah. Um, yeah. and I figured all this out in two thousand and seven uh, when I actually stepped out of Turkey. Because um, as many of you know, or as you guys know, um, in Turkey, you can't, you don't really get to, there is nothing um, relevant to Kurdish history or the Kurds. It's all about Mm -hmm. um, Turks, Turkey and Turkish, uh, whether, especially in school. Yeah, and that's that's Um, what I wanted to ask you, if you could explain or give a little mm -hmm. brief history of this, uh, like the amount of this like systematic, um, would would what do we call yeah. it? Is it, is it systematic? Okay, before before I move on, I ask, I also want to um, answer Pell's second part of the question about uh, my future okay. plans. Um, so realizing all of this, you know, realizing that I'm Kurdish and I, and then it it was a bit of a shock, and then I realized, hmm, like I am Kurdish, but I wasn't. I don't know. I I can't speak Kurdish. I don't understand when my parents speak Kurdish, and then mm-hmm. as I did more more research on my own. I was very inspired. I'm like, okay, you know, something is not right here. Um, my rights were taken away from me without even me realizing it. And mm-hmm. um, and and the 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 best answer that I could um, that I could come up with was 
that I need to study and I need to defend what's right. You know, like being mm -hmm. right, being on the right side is also very, um, it's very important for me, especially mm -hmm. when it's affecting me like personally or it's my people, my family. So that's why I decided to take up um, politics in my studies. And I decided that one day I wanted to, um, you know, uh, approach law and go to law school, which is what I'm doing right now. I, uh, I graduated last year, like I said before, and I'm in the process of um, preparing for the LSATs, the, um, the law school um, admission test yeah. here in the United States. And I, I plan on advocating for my people legally um, and hopefully one day in the, uh, in the political atmosphere in the United States. So those are, my, uh, those are the very basic plans that I got my, for, uh, for my future right now. And just to think of how you were, you were privileged enough to be able to migrate to Canada and to figure all this out. And just to think that how many kids, how many children are growing up in Turkey not oh, yeah. realizing they're Kurdish for most Thousands of their of lives. Millions. Yeah, exactly. And then by the time they might like realize it or figure out, figure it out, they might not have the urge or even the, you know, to them. Yeah, they don't. Like, well, most I'm of them Turkish don't. at this point. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, matter. Exactly. Because mm -hmm. you don't, you're not given anything um, from your culture. You're not being fed anything. Um, that's going to remind you of your heritage. Your so mm -hmm. in Turkey, it's a very um, uh, it's it's of course it's different than other parts of Kurdistan because um, the Turkish government has been uh, they've been very uh, they haven't done things in a random way. They're very organized and very um, strategical when it comes to um, assimilating mm. the Kurds. First, mm -hmm. um, you know, of course, like if you're in Turkey, there's there's only um, one kind of people, and those are the Turks. If you're in Turkey and you're born in Turkey, you're a Turk. If you say if you say otherwise and you deny your Turkish identity that's that's given to you, basically that's imposed upon you, you're a traitor, and you get treated mm -hmm. like a traitor, and you're not even second class. You're third, fourth, fifth I class. Have... It's just you're mm -hmm. you're at the very bottom, very bottom of the ladder. Um, question: Where does this whole um, one flag, one nation, one language come from? I've um that's yeah so that's um actually um, related to the founder of modern okay. turkey um mustafa kemal okay. atatürk his mm -hmm. actual name is mustafa kemal but atatürk was uh was given to him but it was a name that was given to him by the turkish people it means that he is the father mm -hmm. father of which the okay which i was on a clubhouse uh, i was on a clubhouse like room chat room one day and there's this um artist living in istanbul and she was just talking about you know being how the colorism that exists in turkey and how hard it is being a black woman living in istanbul and how and you know she brought up like other minorities and she brought up um the kurds uh, of course yeah, and then she yeah. talked about how um, you know this like image of this the, the founder um, of Turkey is just like plastered all over the country and if we think about how like this yeah. you know it's an image of a man who has like blonde hair blue eyes and they're like worshiping him and even you've told me before that like you know um you know people used to uh, people still today in schools pledge allegiance to that to this man right yeah. um and how yeah. even just the notion of one flag one nation one language or whatever is like so problematic because it's not inclusive and it's like not you know it's 
completely erasing all the other minorities, ethnic minorities that uh, inhabit those regions, you know? Yeah. But um, anyways, yeah, yeah. I just want to have that question. Sorry. Um, yeah. So, so uh, the, uh, that ideology, one nation, one flag, one people, which is uh, the Turkish flag, the Turkish people, and the um, the Turkish, Turkish language. Turkish language. Um, it's actually uh, an an idea that was brought to real life by the founder of Turkey, modern Turkey, uh, nineteen twenty three, by Mustafa Kemal. Um, and he actually, so Turkey is basically the uh, the product of the Ottoman Empire, and mm-hmm. when the Ottoman Empire fell. Um, they decided to divide up the Ottoman Empire between several um, international powers. And uh, a, national, a nationalist Turk that was in the Ottoman army, Mustafa Kemal, he, he was against this. He said that Turkey, uh, he said that, you know, the, the land, the region that the Turks live in, it cannot be divided. Um, mm-hmm. And he rejected all, uh, he, all treaties and all <coughs> ideas that was um, based on dividing up uh, modern Turkey. So he actually, um, he gathered up, he gathered people from all over the region and Kurds were also involved in this. Um, he actually sent letters to what they call with back in the days, they would call them Agas or Effendis mm, oh back in God. the days, those the tribal leaders. So he actually sent letters um, to, um, to Kurdish tribal leaders and uh, other tribal leaders in the region to um, to come as one and fight against the invading international mm. powers, uh, mm. and which was at the time like uh, Greece. Um, you know, Greece was one of their their uh, main opponents. Um, mm-hmm. But and then that that's how it happened. He said, you know, you he went to the Kurds um, and he he asked them for their help, saying to, okay, you know what, we're brothers. Um, let's fight against the enemy, kick them out, and then we all live together, um, you know, happily. Which is not what happened, yeah. um, as <laughs> we tell now. The Kurds, um, you know, the Kurds were betrayed, of course, heavily. Um, there were no rights at all given to the Kurds. Um, the, the language was banned. Um, the culture was actually... Um, it was uh, it was humiliated. Um, they they looked upon they looked down upon the Kurds. Um, they were um, I, I wouldn't even say second class. Honestly, they were just um, they were saying that Kur- like they didn't recognize Kurds as a people as a nation. They said the Kurd that Kurds are mountain mm-hmm. Turks. Um, mm. you know, they're just uh, they speak a different dialect of Turkish. Um, they they came up with all all these ridiculous reasons and excuses um, to you know expel the Kurds from any any basic human rights. Um, but yeah, coming back to your question again, this was all uh, uh, this is like all all the um, the very nationalist ideas that we see in Turkey right now. Um, th- this this all has yeah. a background, and the background, mm-hmm. the foundation, it it, uh, it dates back to Mustafa Kemal's yes. policies. Um, he was a very, he was a nationalist, uh, he was a nationalist and, in my opinion, a fascist leader who mm-hmm. prioritized yeah. the Turks. The Turks mm-hmm. were, um, you couldn't compare any other people to, to right. the Turks. If you lived in Turkey, the Turkish flag was your flag, the Turkish language was your language, and uh, your country was Turkey. Any mm-hmm. other 
um, any other uh, cultures or identities uh, were banned. And if you, you know, advocated for it or um, spoke out, you would be, of course, jailed or exiled or, you know, God knows what. Right. And this still stands I mean, up yeah, till and I was this just day. About to say, it's like, yeah. So it's, it's like mm. the now, and I was about like as we were talking and describing what it, you know, describing all these. I'm like, oh, these are just literally just the nationalist Turks today. And um, and I mean, yeah. if you think, I mean, like I said, his image is everywhere. They still like worship this man. Um, so yeah, and it makes sense why, you know. Yeah, um, they, yeah, so actually I have a memory of mine from middle school where they, I'm not sure, like, even worshipping doesn't even um, do justice to what, how the Turks perceive, how the Turkish people perceive Ataturk, because I remember being either in grade four or grade five, and I was told by, like, we were all a class of students, uh, all of my classmates, we were told that we can't even draw a picture of Ataturk because you, you can't, it's like, he's very holy. Um, mm. if, you know, if you, if you like, there can't be any bad pictures oh of him, I guess. God. Or, um, th- yeah, that was very, um, and this, of course, I mean, at the time I didn't realize, I was like, oh yeah, wow, he's such a holy <laughs> guy. We can't even draw pictures of him. And I was just a kid. Of course, I didn't know any better, but later on, as I, uh, you know, as I was studying more history and the politics of my people, then I realized how messed up that was. How and just also just growing up too, because and I think that's such a very smart thing from their part. It's like with you, you always need to start with the children and in school because they're so impressionable and it's very easy to brainwash um, and m- twist their minds into a form of thinking, and it's really hard to break out of these habits and these ways of thinking the older you get and that's their goal and then when you know a lot of people just grow up and they don't question it which is very problematic and I think that's just you know an issue that goes on a lot of places and that's a big problem that we need to like even Nuveen when you said that they pledge the allegiance they make yeah. the children you know pledge their yeah. allegiance to him in schools and i have like at my school here that i teach at we do that the same thing with the american flag and we force like i have a, a student he's seven years old he doesn't stand up because he has special needs and he doesn't you know if he doesn't want to he's not going to and it's a we, they make it such a big deal. I always let it go because I'm like, it's fine. It's not a big deal if he doesn't stand up to pledge the allegiance. But no, they contact his parents every day that he doesn't stand up. And and I'm just so baffled by this mindset. It's like, yeah. why? Not only why do they you- um, pledge alliance to him, also, it doesn't matter. Like, uh, when you go to school... Uh, I'm not sure how it works out now in Turkey. I think there's a current debate going on why they don't recite the national anthem uh, during schools because I believe the uh, the current government of Turkey rolled out the uh, the national anthem that was being recited in the mornings. But when when I was going to school in the mornings, uh, we would recite the Turkish national anthem, and there was a specific line where it says, um, "My existence shall be gifted." to the Turkish people. Um, that's, wow. a, that's a very rough translation. Basically mm-hmm. saying that, you know, I will 
uh, like I will sacrifice my existence for uh, for Turkey for for uh, for for the existence of Turkish people. Um, and it's and such then, a thing that Kurdish people do. That is what they do. They are sacrificing their entire yeah, existence. That's the thing. And then the, the the question comes to mind. But I am not Turkish. And even if you are Turkish, why do you have to um, sacrifice yourself for you know um, uh, for for the existence of uh, of Turkey and Turkish people? And even as a Kurd, why? Are we forced to um, to to repeat this line to uh, to to make this mark of saying that oh yeah um, I will sacrifice my life to to the Turkish yeah. people? This just shows their intentions, their reality on the ground. Mm-hmm. That you mm-hmm. know there is like the, um, the the assimilation, the systematic assimilation mm-hmm. takes place as soon as you step into kindergarten or first grade. It's just like from yeah. the very beginning. Um, they just, um, of course, I'm the young generation, the young kids, they're the future. So that's, they start from the very bottom. And then once, until they're like, um, you know, they're, they realize that it's, it's, they can't realize it. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. that's just what their, um, what their life is now. They're, they, they become Turkish through the, uh, through education or even if not education, even if they don't go to school later on, um, they're like, there's, uh, the army services is mandatory in Turkey. Um, I forget the age. I, I believe it was eighteen or nineteen. I'm not sure. Um, mm-hmm. It's like you're you're just yeah. um, you're. It's called Turkification, basically. You know, you become yeah. Turkified. Um, and you know, I used to get a lot of, especially I think like yeah, during like notice time when I'm like posting a lot of like Kurdish stuff, I get like you know really mean messages, or I guess I can say I get harassed by a lot of nationalist Turkish now nationalist and i remember one of the comments that i would get a lot was um if you like Kur- <coughs> excuse me if you like kurdistan so much why don't you guys stay there why do y'all leave and come to istanbul and i'm like you idiot do you want to answer that question Azar? um yeah that's a, actually a very low level iq question <laughs> like, it's not but the thing hard. is um uh, the, the thing is that um, the existence of Kurds is 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 a threat to very uh, to to nationalist Turks, um, mm-hmm. and I would say to a certain extent to some of the Turkish people. So the Kurds actually don't even have to do anything. Um, <laughs> just like in your case, you have to like you posted a oh, picture. Oh yeah, I posted a picture. You know, your, like, um, was, I think they had commented on a. Um, did we wait till that goes by? It doesn't have to be. The thing is, as long as it has the Kurdish colors, red, green, and yellow, that's, um, they have a problem with that. There, there mm-hmm. have been many incidents in Turkey where, like, I believe um, this was last year, there, there, there was a park, I forget which city, and they, they, they actually, I think, they drew a, a picture on the ground. Um, they, they painted a picture on the ground. It had red, green, and yellow, and there was a star in the middle. Mm. And they it actually received a lot of backlash because it was representing right. Kurdish symbols. It had the oh. Kurdish colors, um, and then it actually had to. They yeah. actually removed it. Mm-hmm. So, like I said before, you don't have to do anything. You just have to be a Kurd. You just have to exist as a Kurd, 
and then you're perceived right. as a threat. Uh, so I think a, a thing to mention too is it's not just like a verbal um, threat to that. It's actually oh, like no. people like oh, Kurds yeah. are scared yeah. for their lives, and oh. it's they're forced and they have to every not. Right to be yeah, scared. yeah, they can't express because you know a lot of people may be able to say well um oh why don't they just not listen to them you know if you're kurdish you're kurdish like don't it's like but it's not that simple because turkey physically is not allowing them to be and they're forcing kurdishness out of them yeah yeah i mean as you even if you even when you talk about this i'm getting like a flashback of all the, the count the countless incidents uh the countless uh, discriminative incidents against the Kurds. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, a guy was he was working at the construction site with his son. Um, he came from the Kurdish region of Turkey, southeastern Turkey, um, to to work and make money and send money back home. He's on the mm-hmm. phone speaking Kurdish, Kurmanji, with his uh, with his mother, uh, with his wife, with his family, and he actually gets thrown off uh, uh, thrown off of the uh, uh, of the construction site. And he wow. ends up dying, and his son is right there. Um, wow. So just right. for speaking Kurdish, uh, mm-hmm. not doing anything political, not threatening Turkey or the Turkish people, um, not engaging any in, in any aggressive behavior, just simply um, speaking his mother tongue, and he right. gets killed for it. This is just only one of the incidents. Another one was where a Kurdish guy was killed by Turkish authorities, by the Turkish police, and he was, and this was recent. This was maybe. I believe this was a few years ago, maybe five, six years ago. He was tied. Uh, he was tied behind uh, uh, a, a Turkish, uh, Turkish police car, um, and they dragged him through the streets. Wow! And this has this this sends a lot yeah. of different messages. Like, hey, it's a it's a fear. You know, as Turkish nationals, we're here and we're going to kill you if you own up your identity. A, and the issue is, at this point, it's not even just the authorities that people are afraid of it's just regular turkish citizens too because this idea has been so um uh implanted in everyone's minds that like oh i just um there was this guy who went on omegle was it a kurdish guy and then these like turkish men that they would like you know when you swipe and there's another person like these turkish people were just like calling him names and like yelling at him. Are you talking about yeah. exactly. Are you talking yeah. about I am Hawks or whatever? Let me look at his Twitter. Yeah, I believe um, that was his channel. Yeah. Yeah. No. So he would like wear. He wears like you know Kurdistan T-shirts. Mm. He like built a a thing mm-hmm. where like a rope where he'd pull the rope and the flag would come down behind him, <laughs> and like people and these are just everyday <laughs> normal you know just everyday people that are. Like running into his yeah. chat room or whatever. It's like um, what is it? Roulette? I don't know what it. Is. I think it's Omega. One of those video I... chat platforms where people just like you and know talk to each other. And the second they would see randomly. his shirt or even the sun that's on the flag or anything related, to, you know, these symbols. Like we go back to these like very very heavy symbolic. Um... I think I think you guys missed one of the most important uh, parts of the videos he published. Maybe you guys might have seen it. So he went on that on that video chat platform, and he ended up getting a a Turkish guy who was uh, who was in the army. Mm. So he was in his uh, in his uh, the the Turkish army uniform, and 
it ended up the guy was speaking Kurdish. So, and as I watch, I realized that the guy that he was speaking to the the, the Turkish army officer, he was Kurdish. Oh. And the conversation that was taking place with them, then they were speaking Kurdish the whole time because mm-hmm. uh, uh, I believe the he he's Turk he he's not um he, he doesn't speak Turkish very well. So the, they were speaking in in in, in Kurdish, but then the, uh, the the Turkish officer he was defending Turkey and the Turkish mm. army uh, in Kurdish. Um, you know, he was debating against uh, that. That um, I forget. I'm I'm not sure what his name is. And I apologize Hawks. if you're listening. Hawks. I believe his name is Hawks. Uh, his Twitter is yeah, I Hawks. A-M- yeah, Hawks. H A K S. Yeah, Hawks. So and he was and he was t- the Turkish the Turkish officer was uh, telling him how many Kurds he killed, how many Kurdish, Kurdish fighters man? he killed. Kurdish yeah, a Kurdish man. Um, okay. But he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't say that um, he he never he mentioned that he was Kurdish. Kurdish. He was just saying, like you know, screw Kurdistan, the Kurds, blah blah blah. And then I killed I killed this many uh, this many Kurds. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was uh, that was. I, I mean, it was painful, Kurds- but then it actually. It paints out the yeah. reality in Turkey and how, how, what level the assimilation is at, which is at an extreme level. And I think it's very difficult for a lot of Kurdish people there too, because if, if you think about it, I mean, the easier option would be to just mm-hmm. accept it because it's not just your life, it's your family's life, your children, your wife, your mother, your brothers, sisters. So it's, the consequences are big. I knew someone who for something went to jail and they were terrified because they're like, no, in Turkey, if you're Kurdish, like you're going to stay in jail. Like they're going to find another reason to keep you in there. Like it's just one thing after the other. Okay. Your sentence is done. Well, look, they're going to, they found something in your house. That's, you know, um, that could criminalize, criminalize, criminalize. Yeah. I can't think of that word, but it's, you know, it just keeps adding on and on. And just for the sole reason of being Kurdish. And so for a lot of people, it's just, okay, yeah, it might be for that Turkish soldier. Soldier, I'm sure it's a lot easier to just let it go because at least they're safe. At least their yeah, families are easier safe. Easier and it's the safer choice, which what yep. you just said right now is uh, one of the main reasons why a lot of Kurds in Turkey don't speak Kurdish, like myself. Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. I did not know a word of Kurdish until I started taking lessons on my own mm-hmm. uh, when I was in college. Uh, and then I became, you know, reading, writing, speaking. Um, I, I'm still not You're there yet, there. but I, I became... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I became You're doing great, Alzad. Yeah, I became fluent um, after taking lessons because the way that our parents uh, or many Kurdish parents think in Turkey is that, okay, if I teach mm-hmm. my kid Kurdish, he's going to be discriminated he's going mm-hmm. to be um you know he's going to be in danger which is mm-hmm. like you know the number one reason why uh um many kurdish parents um even some they deny their identity they don't say mm-hmm. that they're kurdish i know my parents they had problems um you know we had problems with our neighbors because mm-hmm. they knew like you know they yeah. knew that we were kurds mm-hmm. um I, I guess you could say that we were like you know racially profiled and they look at they look at you like, okay, yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not a white Turk. So, okay, you yes. must, you're brown. You, you must be a Kurd. You look like you're coming from the mm. eastern part of the country. 
Especially in the city. Especially in the city. Like, you know. And then something else that we missed out on um, is, and you didn't answer my question, Oh, I'm sorry. I might have missed it. Which one was that? There we did like five <laughs> questions in a row. So, <laughs> um, try to get as many. Was in. that question of why do Kurds leave Kurdistan and move to the city? Okay. Um. Well, one of the many obvious reasons is that um, you know the once if it, just not in Turkey. If you look at the yeah. if you look at it just generally, um, most of the the cities that are in southeastern Turkey, northern Kurdistan, they're they're small Hold cities. On. Question because that's what. I get harassed by like I get these questions all the time by these random people on on Instagram. Okay, so go ahead. So generally, looking at that, I mean, people of course want to move from smaller cities mm-hmm. to to larger mm-hmm. cities to the main cities, right? Like like to the cities in the west. The cities in the west, of course, are more developed, uh, more more um, taken care of. There um, there there's a lot more to do. And it, I, but it has most of the reasons why people move from uh, the Kurdish cities to the West is because of uh, job opportunities um, and, and business overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, uh, there are jobs to a certain to a certain extent, and and the pay is not as great as um, the jobs that are in the West. So that's why many Kurds um, they've uh, like to you know, they go to the West. Or they they go to Istanbul. Um, they work in construction or any job that they can get, and then, uh, and then, right. and then they okay. send money back. I had home. a conversation uh, with someone, and and they referred not too long ago, and they referred to their city, um, their Kurdish city that they're from, as um, the people there being stupid. Okay, and and I was like, wait a second. I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then they're like, oh yeah, no, no, it's so stupid. And then I was like, okay, let's let's stop. Let's go back. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. Dissect that. Yeah. Stupid. Why do you think the people there are stupid? And how? Where does this like this um this come from? You know what I mean? I so, mean, I feel so, like that's just a. But it's but very what? Sim- it's yeah. like okay. Also, we gotta consider the lack of like the resources that have been cut off um from these these mm-hmm. areas from yeah. these Kurdish areas. The resources. The um, yeah. opportunities the city because yeah. you know it's easier to assimilate people in the cities. There's well, more yeah, opportunities. Also, you know. Yeah, and that's what I was uh, going oh, to okay. talk about next <laughs> next is that um the, the Kurdish cities are um, yeah. systematically of course by the Turkish government yep. they've been deprived yeah. of Displaced. resources. Um yeah and I would say to be uh, to be fair of course like um, as, as time went on um, like uh, Kurdish parties, yes. they took some control of the municipalities, and they they improved um, yeah. the the situation in those Kurdish cities. Yeah. Um, you mm-hmm. know, providing more resources uh, to the local people. But even if you take like the even Turkey teachers in Turkey, um, so mm-hmm. they get appointed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and w- they don't want to be appointed to to the east. To the um wow. uh, to the Kurdish cities because the schools there of course I mean it's um like I think about it now that in my village um in uh, northern Kurdistan the school that you have it, it's a one floor school maybe has three or four classrooms maybe not even mm-hmm. um they have they, they there is no um uh there is no like no heater 
not like nothing like that. It's not. It's just they basically just made a house mm-hmm. and it turned into a school. <laughs> Bill, it sounds like every you know? school in Boston. <laughs> It sounds like yeah, <laughs> and of course teachers don't want to go there because they know even when they go there, first of all the kids over there in the villages, um, and this was a problem back in the days now too. Many of the kids they they're Turkish, yeah. they don't speak Turkish well because mm-hmm. their first language is Kurdish. They speak Kurdish at home, mm-hmm. so when they transition to Turkish in uh, in the schools, mm-hmm. it's a problem. But mm-hmm. um, like I said, the education system or the Kurdish yeah. series, they're of course deprived. Mm-hmm. Uh, based because they're based in a in a because of their geographic location, which is in a mm-hmm. uh, in the in the Kurdish region. That's the mm-hmm. uh, so. There's something else that I wanted to mention, and you know, we we talk, we've been talking at length about Kurdish citizens in Turkey, and I think a big thing to also point out is it's not just even Turkish citizens like. Kurds in Turkey, it's yeah. Kurds anywhere that are being. Yeah. Um, I remember one time, a long time ago, when I was um, very young, and we used to travel back and forth a lot, and we would go through Turkey a lot to go to Duhuk. So one day we were traveling with another Kurdish family, and we got there <laughs> at night, and we didn't miss our flight or anything. And you know, my parents they spent a lot of extra money with a lot of luggages and stuff, and. When we got there, and, you know, we were a lot of young kids, too. So we were, like, four or five children just with them. And um, we just had a six-hour drive to Ahmed. And you're echoing. Um, is my voice echoing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now? No, it's good. Yeah. Um, and we get there, and they say, oh, well, your tickets have we, – we sold your tickets. And my mom's like, why did you sell our tickets? And so there's communicating in English and they don't know, like their English was very broken. And my mom's just so frustrated. Like, how could you sell our tickets? We have, we have these booked in advance and we were on our way back from Kurdistan. So we were going to back to America and there's like, okay, well we need a refund or get us another flight or something. Like we're not late. Here's our proof. Here's our confirmation tickets. And they're like, well, too bad we sold it and um i remember my mom just like they wouldn't under they couldn't understand each other and then my mom's like i know you're kurdish just speak kurdish and then this yeah this lady then came and she started speaking in kurdish to my mom and just and and you know they're also being very mean and they're having a really bad attitude and just being very dismissive and my mom's like why are like you know kurdish so why aren't you just speaking to us in kurdish we could you know we could solve this a lot easier and they were just this was in um um at the airport um and it was just it was a very long time ago though too but they were just talking and my mom was just so angry and the reason why they were just being like this was because we they knew we were kurdish and there's like well you have to wait till whenever there's another flight and I was like, okay, well, then fine. When's the next flight? Oh, well, it's tomorrow. I was like, okay, well, we have all these kids. We have all these luggages. And they're not providing us with anything. No hotels, no compensation. So we had to sleep on the floors. And they were just... And just because we were Kurdish and they didn't want to help us. And they sold our yeah. tickets. Yeah, so to simply put it, that's racism at its best. Because they yep. know you're coming yeah. from the Kurdistan region. Yep. 
uh, in Iraq and you're, you know, tr- connecting yeah. through Ahmed, the Arabic kid. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, <laughs> it's like, I, it's just, you know, it's just, it's pure I racism. I remember traveling. Uh, okay, look at us. I, I feel like every Boshuri has a story of like a traveling. I also want to, before we move on, I also want to recognize and I, I also want to acknowledge the fact that, um, you know, like the, the, the many of the obstacles that mm-hmm. are faced by the Kurds in Turkey are all, um, they're, they're also, um, they're also done by Kurds themselves. Mm-hmm. So Kurds who deny their identity, they yep. speak Kurdish, you know, they're, they're, um, they're, uh, they're basically, they're aware. Yeah. yeah, they're aware, but they, they, um, they openly deny their identity and say, oh no, yeah, we're Turkish. And then they end up like, let's say, um, if a Kurdish person is doing something political, um, you know, trying to advocate for the Kurds, um, they would snitch on them. And these are done mm-hmm. by yeah. Kurds in Turkey too. Um, so they, so I also want to acknowledge, it's not just, um, so we're not, the Kurds in Turkey, they're not all, they're not, um, they're not mistreated uh, by, you know, by, by many Turkish people and not just by the With government, but also, um, with each by other the, yeah by, by their own people mm-hmm. yeah um i don't know if anyone watches attack on titan but if any of our listen listeners um have seen attack on titan the anime it's a there's a very it's a very similar storyline and me and my brother we even like talked about it how it's like the same situation it's eldians versus marley marleyans and then there's eldians <laughs> also in marley and they hate they they also are brainwashed into thinking like Okay, we, the Eldians, the other ones, the other Eldians, they're devils. They're the spawn of the devil. And like, no, we're Marlins. We're not Eldian either. And it's just, it's very similar. Everyone, people Wait, should so go watch like it. Hating, I highly recommend it. But hating, yeah, anyways. They've been brainwashed to hate their own people. Their own people. Like, no, we're different. But then, okay, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, they've been taught that, you know, they're bad people. They're not good people we're the good ones and if you want to be good at like us right. you need to also right, hate right, them right. too and yeah um but yeah and exactly was, that they they yeah. try to fit in yeah um, because the turkish identity is um is very um uh it's it's, it's uh, very special according to the turkish people you know mm-hmm. if you say you're a turk all the doors are open for you the, yep. all the opportunities and whatnot so kurds uh some of the kurds um, they so that's why they end up denying their identity and they're saying, okay, yeah, I'm Turkish, uh, you know, I love this country, love this flag, blah blah, just to you know, just just to fit in. Mm-hmm. They they have this urge to to uh, to, to fit in and, and be Turkish and finally and be improve treated, their quality treated, of life. Yeah, finally be treated as a normal human being. So in Turkey, if you want to be treated like a human being. Uh, first and most, uh, the, the the very first step you have to do is yeah, I say I'm Turkish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nubi, well, what were you gonna you say? Of, Sorry. Just... <laughs> it was about the airport. Um, but yeah, I think that's man. I don't know. I'm just processing. But honestly, I'm not. I mean, I'm not surprised because not only like like I mean, Kurdish no, people are not the not only people all. who have um. Traitors or or just you know um, or just uh, low character people. Oppressor, like Gary Mander. That's like my new word today. When 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 you're like systematically <laughs> placed or displaced 
And it's like, I mean, if you think about the way we're strategically located geographically and, and just the Kurds, mm-hmm. all four parts of Kurdistan, we are like mm-hmm. colonial, yeah. these Western powers that came and um, drew these borders. Um, even, even our culture, like it's a very rich culture, these, but that it could also be disadvantaged. These borders you know? we have like different dialects, have right? really messed with us, you know? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, if you look at um, uh, Mardin, uh, specifically the, the city in Mardin is uh, Nisabin. Mm. And if you, w- when you go to Nisabin, I've never been there, but I've, I've heard, um, I have very mm-hmm. close friends who are from Nisabin, from Mardin. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, also you can like see pictures online. When you go to Nisabin, Nisabin you see Kamishlo, <laughs> which is um, located in in, uh, yeah. in in the borders of Syria, in Syria. Mm-hmm. It's like there is um, literally you, but um, technically Nisabin is in Turkey mm-hmm. and Kamishlo is in, um, is Syria. in Syria. Yeah. There is a border in between. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's, the, that's one of I think the biggest examples or uh, the biggest one of the greatest um, evidence that these borders yeah. are were just made up. They're, they they yes. are made up, and Kurds were excluded. This is a reality. You can tell. Like how do you just you know two cities or two um, yeah two towns that that were that were um, that were very close to each other before they just put a border in between and they're saying okay now. Today, this is Turkey. This is Syria. It's just, um, and that also has, of course, uh, many other consequences. Not just. Um, I mean, in the border uh, with like just... Ibrahim Khalila, like Zohu, like literally on the yeah. other side, you're still in Kurdistan. Yeah. But it's now you're yeah. in a different country. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's not just like, really also for... like it's. This is an issue. Yeah, with all four parts. Some so... some other places from like northeast, uh, northeast Syria, Rojava, you can see. Um, the the border the the, the Kurdish cities uh, mm-hmm. that are located in in Turkey, it's very um. So we're just very, very unfortunate, honestly, and we were just very yeah. unlucky with, but yeah. you know. Yeah, and which is one of the many reasons why I uh, decided to <laughs> um, yeah, go into politics. <laughs> yeah, full circle moment. See. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We brought it all the way back to the beginning. So mm-hmm. also. What do you have to say to people that are maybe in a similar situation to you that are now like like, like minorities? Minorities and then or also people just... who are being discriminated against. Come on, or even yeah, but even like <laughs> what I thought about yeah, was I mean... like just this language of, or even like people who are trying to reconnect to their Kurdish identity or their you know their Kurdish culture and feeling a little like shy Mm -hmm. from it or feeling distant from it or disconnected from it or feeling like, Oh, I don't know the language. What makes me Kurdish? You know, this question, I mean, I think this whole question of like, what makes you Kurdish and Oh, what if I don't know the language? Does that make me any less Kurdish? I think that's something that like clouds a lot of our minds one. And two, I think, um, Mm -hmm. Oh, I forgot. See, I get in, I get so hot and I stop. All right, go ahead. (laughs) Um, but what I would say is, I mean, to anyone who's, um, you know, shy of their identity or or anyone who's in a similar situation, like the Kurds, you know, minorities who are being discriminated against, is that, um, well, first of all, they, they're two, very, two different things. 
Mm-hmm. First, there are discriminated. There, there are minorities who are being discriminated against, and then there are those people who are shy uh, mm. of their identity or who deny their identity. And mm. to those people, I would say that, um, like, without even them realizing it, they have been uh, they have been restricted. They have been deprived mm-hmm. of their most basic human rights mm. without them even realizing it. Mm. So. Their rights as a human being has been invaded, and mm. this has been done in in such a in such an excellent way. Um, you know, like we talked about systematic assimilation that's that was imposed by uh, by the Turkish government. So what I, what I would say them to them is that if I mean, it's like if if someone takes you right away, what do you do? Do you mm. just go on about your life, or are you gonna just stop and think about it and just be like, hey, you know what? There's something wrong here. They don't have to. I feel like a lot of people who are shy of their identity, and um, or or many Kurds, or some of the Kurds who are shy of their identity or who deny their identity, they don't have to pick up a gun or get involved mm. in politics or physically fight. They just have to recognize their identity. You know, mm. um, I, I feel like many of them think that they have to um, put in some sort of a physical effort or they have to do something to right. um to uphold their kurdish identity mm. and uh the most the, the very most simple thing is like really just i would say just just recognize your identity and just think about it you know like if you're um if you're fine with um a, the, a government coming in and taking your rights away from your language your culture um even even the if even the clothes that you wear it's, it's being taken away from you systematically mm. if you're fine with that then I have nothing to say to you. But if mm. you think that's, you know, that's there's something wrong with that, which I think there, there most definitely is something wrong with that, mm. um, just recognizing your identity um, would be the first step. Um, and that you don't have to, you know, right. uh, you don't have to be a hero. You don't have to do, uh, you, don't, you don't have to yeah. do anything. Just, just, just recognize your identity. Is, is, what I would say. is that why you changed your last name to Kurd? <laughs> Um, yes, <laughs> I was actually, <laughs> when, I, <laughs> when I came to, uh, when I came to Canada, it, it, so I decided to change my last name and then on the form, it asked me, it said, what is the reason, uh, for, for the change of the, of your last name? Mm. And I said that, um, you know, my identity for my, for my whole life has been restricted or it's, it's been, it's banned. It was banned in, in, or it's banned in Turkey. Mm. Um, and I told them that now I'm able to um, choose a last name that is Kurdish, you know, mm-hmm. um, that I feel like it's, um, I, that's how I felt like that was a way for me to um, uh, be proud of my identity, um, you know, changing mm-hmm. my last name. And I was able, I had the freedom like, to do like it. It's like a form of um, protest too, you know. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So just like I like we said before too, just existing as a Kurd is perceived as a threat by mm-hmm. uh, by the Turkish government and uh, some of the Turkish people. Um, so just like my last name is, it's just um, it might be. I don't think it's political. I don't think it's political at all. It's just Kurd. This is uh, that's my um, that's my identity. <laughs> yeah, that's um, who I am. I'm exactly, Kurdish. and it should not be perceived as a threat. Mm. or a political statement or, or anything uh, politically related. It's just who I am. Exactly. Like you have last yeah. names 
that are Turk or um, or English. You know, I've heard like um, Michael English or something or Johnny English, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it doesn't mean that oh, just because your last name is English or just because your last name is Kurd, no. it doesn't mean that you're against anybody, any people. It was a way to actually, for, the, the way I look at it is um, changing my last name to Kurd is that um, it, it is a way to pass on my Kurdish her- heritage mm. throughout my family, you know, the mm. family that, um, that I will have uh, in, in the future. Um, that's Hush. Yeah, because we've been oppressed so much, because we've been discriminated against so much, um, I because there is systematic yeah. assimilation going on in, 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 in all parts of Kurdistan, having your last name has occurred because something in, in the system that we yeah. live in right now, your last name, it always sticks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I- even if my children don't know, don't recognize their heritage one day, maybe they'll, 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 um, they'll search it up. They'll have some, you know, the research mm-hmm. be like okay Kurd where does you know what is Kurd where does it come from interesting so um you were yeah. saying something about um never mind I can't I, you know what Pin have you noticed that you're like doing most of this interview and I think I'm just too close to Azad to to be a part of this <laughs> I've I've been very quiet well, yeah but, no you know, I mean no something... you asked some pretty good questions it was uh well you the thing is you had yeah I feel like you had more to tell on your own like you were mostly instead of asking questions maybe you were more um you, okay, you felt like you were you both. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that should be the um, title interviewing well, Azad and Naveen <laughs> um, but what I wanted to add to this was um I remember when I when I was getting like published and um I would always get people would always put like Nuveen Burwari, Kurdish artist, Kurdish American artist, Kurdish this, Kurdish that. And like some people would get mad. Like some people would get mad at this whole thing. I was like, why don't they just call me an artist? Why do they always have to say Kurdish? And I would always look at it and be like, you know what? No, actually, I like that. I like that they mentioned Kurdish in the headline or whatever, because it's it's, you know, that's something that has been denied for so many years by so many people and oppressors that it's like, you know, um, yeah. Like I'm being so, recognized something, as a something Kurdish that, um, person, not just a an artist, people, but just as a group a of Kurdish. people have been denied for a really long time. And I also wanted to add on yeah, was what like, you I don't were think... saying about how people being like feeling like yeah. they can't um connect to their Kurdish identity or like, okay, you don't have to pick up a gun, you don't have to do this, you don't have to do that. But it's really funny how there's these like stereotypes, right? Of like even Kurds within themselves will like um believe like oh i'm not like i must i can't be i'm not kurdish enough because i don't do this 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 and i think that's so ridiculous and problematic that like you know um there's no i I think i've said this on this podcast a hundred and thousand times of um just like there is no monolithic reading of kurdish identity there are like you know what i mean you are what you are and mm-hmm. so there's no practice. There is no, you know, we have an episode called there's no on and off switch button or, or an on and off switch for being Kurdish. You don't turn it off and on. You don't wear it. You don't have to wear it. You just, yeah, this is my definition or at least my perspective. Of mm-hmm. it. It's just like you are what you are. There is no, like, it's not a performance. You know what I mean? Um, and I think if people and like, also I agreed with you of mm-hmm. just like recognizing that this is, you know, 
Like and your last name, are. your last no. name does not have you to know. be Kurd but for you to be Kurdish, really nice. you know? <laughs> yeah. free, exactly. right? free your freedom. So free Kurd. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, Azad, Azad yeah. means um, free as in, as in, uh, as in freedom. Free Kurd. It's yeah, just, so that's dope. Your name is free um, Kurd. Wow. Not heavy. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is um thank you again for um inviting me. You guys are doing great work. I was uh very happy to join you guys yeah, and um for... you know engage in this conversation. And thank you guys. Thank you for your perspective and very well said and mm-hmm. thank you. Um, a lot of people yes, that's that's can the benefit from this conversation. That's the goal, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like listening to podcasts can't hurt, right? Yeah. You always pick up and learn something. <laughs> Um, you guys have like a like a closing <laughs> line you know when in the beginning you say like um you say this line see, at least have, in like, the beginning have we the have like a, a proper intro that we say but i think the endings we just kind of end it and this is sponsored okay. by thank you anchor. for listening no. to the new way podcast yeah, <laughs> yeah well we are sponsored by anchor so yeah yeah <laughs> go to anchor.fm yeah, to get started I am Nuveen. <laughs> we'll see you all later. I am Ben. I'm Azad. Yeah. We'll Bye. see you all. <laughs>